Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. Thanks to Neds. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Neds level. You win some, you lose more. What is up, punters and dribblers? This episode of All Talk is brought to you by Dr. V, Australia's first and best all-natural energy drink. That's right, Tom. If you want to detox and supercharge your physical and mental health, we'll do it with Dr. V, and there are 100% natural energy drinks. It's the way to go. This week, we are talking to two gentlemen who are the creative minds, the visionaries behind a new surf documentary called Corners of the Earth, Kamchatka. Spencer Frost and Guy Willeman, uh, two studs, by the two way. Two studs, two very handsome men uh, from the Sydney's Northern Beaches. Surf enthusiasts, but uh, directors, cinematographers, brilliant behind the camera. Behind photographers. The lens, photographers. Artists, Tom. Artists. They planned a trip to the east coast of Russia. Yep. In a- the middle of nowhere. Yep. I think a 10-hour flight from Moscow. It is. Put it that way. It's basically above China. It is, it is desolate, the middle of nowhere. They went there to film a surf documentary with two professional surfers who are also their mates, Letty Mortensen and Fraser Dovell. Now, I don't want to get too into the specifics here because obviously it's going to come out in the chat that you're about to hear, but... Don't give it all away. I won't. But don't le- be that trailer that gives all the juicy bits away. I'm not going to. But it's probably the best yarn I've ever heard in my life. Just let me say to you that when they left for Russia... There wasn't a war between Russia and Ukraine. And when they landed in, in. Abu Dhabi on their way to Moscow, there, there was. was. Are we sort of painting the picture for you? Are, you? are you getting it? Are you connecting the dots? One of the great yarns I've ever heard. And by, the doco's sick as well. Yeah. Oh, doco's unbelievable. Wait, the cinematography is just unbelievable. But this is, this is you, you, we get to peek behind the curtain, so to speak. See how the bread's made, the butter is... The butter. bread's made, the bread's buttered, the sausage is made, butter's <laughs> bread's buttered. With all of that, look, it's not, a, and I guarantee you it's not a food based chat, but uh, we should probably stop talking because there's a limited amount of time. Punters and dribblers, without further ado, Spencer Frost and Guy Willeman. Yeah. So, I guess to start it from the start a little bit, I know that you'd done some sort of trips before, like to the Arctic or something, that it was it sort of mentioned, but you guys planned a surf trip to the east coast of Russia. Kamchatka, which is like one of my favourite words now. Um, it's a great word. It's a great word. How do you get that idea in your mind to go and do something like that? And again, like, why? Like, that's why there. Just because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we ask each other why as well. Like, uh, in 2019, me and Guy and Fraser, one of the surfers, went to Iceland um, on a surf trip. And it was just purely because we'd seen that there was waves up there. And then in this day and age, to surf somewhere without anyone being there you have to go to these places places that no one wants to go 
basically. Yeah. So it's like freezing and miserable and cold and there's good waves. So uh, we made a film called A Corner of the Earth and it did pretty well and um, yeah, screened all over the world, won some awards. So off the back of that, we kind of were like, where else on this planet can you go that no one has been to surf? And um, yeah, that is, has waves that no one's discovered yet. And we kind of just looked on Google Maps and all around the globe and um, Kamchatka, Russia was kind of on our radar, actually through a snowboarding film because it's like really popular heliboarding and snowboarding up right, there. Okay. And um, we found, we looked at uh, swell maps and it had big swell and no one had been there in winter to make a surf film. So that was our little opportunity. So when you say look at Google Maps, it's a pretty big world, right? Like, we, <laughs> you can't, are you just going, like, how considered is that decision to look at a place that is seriously random on the map, like in the middle of nowhere, far east of Russia, sort of like on the border of the Pacific? And what's the sea up there? I can't pronounce it. Sea of all. I can't pronounce yeah. it either. Something. It's Pacific. It's the Pacific, Pacific and then and the, yeah, the sea that goes over to Alaska above Japan. Google it. But yeah, so Google how it. do you what, – what motivates you to, to check swell maps for that part of the world? Yeah, we – Had you heard whispers? We'd heard whispers. You, so, yeah, heard whispers. Yeah, like Spence said, no one had been there in um, winter before, but two crews had been there in summer, one in like 99 and then early 2000, but they didn't really score waves. Mm. Um, but the place, like the landscape looks insane. And like after going to the Arctic, we were kind of like, if we can find a mix of like epic mountain landscape and waves, like that's the dream combo for us. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, we started looking at Kamchatka and then it kind of like weren't super into it because it didn't look like they got much swell. And then we started looking, we went back to it and then saw in winter they do get pretty big swells. And like there's two or three days after the swells, you get offshore winds. So like really clean, good waves. Mm. And then we kind of started looking at the coastline and noticing there was lots of like inlets and bays, which is kind of like what you want to find waves. Um, and then Spenny sent a message to the local crew. Like you sent like 20 messages, right? Just out to the random. Yeah, yeah. Like I just a, like, yeah. First first step of the whole project was like, is there waves? And is there anyone up there that can help us? Because there's no way you can go to somewhere that remote mm. and foreign and not have support on the ground. So I, we've just got like one Russian friend up in Avalon actually, and she, she's just been absolutely amazing. And I wrote like a introduction message, like my name's Spencer Frost. I'm a filmmaker from Australia. We'd love to go surfing in Kamchatka. Can anyone help? Like very simple, straightforward. She translated into Russian and I just went on like an Instagram DMing spree and just sent it around to like anyone who I could find that had been up there or lived up there or yeah, at all. And then, um, through those messages, we got kind of two big wins, and one was a local surfer that, that lived Anton? up there, which is Anton, who you dude. saw in the film. He's, <laughs> the king. He's dude, just like the unintentional star man, of the fucking movie. Yeah. Oh, the best. <laughs> Incredible. And then, um, and then yeah, Anton, Anton was the local surfer, so his knowledge was the surf world up there. And then um, Max, who owned like all the heliboarding and logistics basically in the area, so... Uh, between having Max, who's going to get us around and get to the waves, and then Anton to tell us where to go, we um, yeah, we kind of were set up for maybe success. success. Yeah, that was the first big win. Like getting a response from them, and they were so keen. Like Anton had been like, "It's my dream to come to Australia to surf and to have you guys want to come here." It's like just seemed, seemed so surreal for him. So he was yeah. frothing, and then we were kind of like, "All right, let's try and make it happen." Yeah. But then we got sent a um, 
a quote of how much it might cost. And we're like, Jesus Christ, okay, we're going to need to raise Actually, some funds. Yeah, so I was going to ask how you did that, like, because obviously, you know, like 150 kilos of camera gear for starters, right? Like, getting everyone over there. Yeah, what was the fundraising process? Yeah, what was... It was like eight grand in excess. Yeah. It, yeah. I think that was kind of the first like bit of a speed bump we had. Cause we, you know, you're excited, you got this dream. And then mm. when you look at the figures of how much it's going to cost and over there, like they kind of told us that a lot of the coastline you can't access by road during winter. Mm. Um, it has to be a helicopter. So we were like, okay, how much is that going to cost? And the helis there are these big MI8s that fit like 27 people in the back or something. Yeah. Um, and they're beasts. Yeah. They're huge. They look like they're like base. a school bus. Yeah. And then um, obviously fuel for them is pretty exy. So yeah, we got sent a quote and we were like, oh my God, like how are we going to do this? But our producer Luke got on and we kind of all came together and like, look, we've got the case study from like the last trip that we did. Mm. Um, you can, you know, we can show and pitch this to companies that it did quite well and we kind of have an idea of what we're doing. But we kind of ended up just lying a lot and just being like, there's definitely waves there and we're going <laughs> to score. <laughs> Look at each other's like, I hope we can pull this off. Yeah, <laughs> promised the world and we just, yeah. had, we just, we genuinely had no idea if we were actually going to find waves. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, it took a massive punt, but. But shout out to, um, yeah, Project Blank was our wetsuit sponsor and yeah. they kind of came on as the lead sponsor. And yeah, from the start, we pitched them the idea and they were just frothing. So that was like our first big win to go, you know what, we can actually maybe make this happen. Listen to All Talk with Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport podcast. We're speaking with two surf documentarians, Spencer Frost and Guy Willamant, who journeyed to the east coast of Russia in the middle of winter to film a surf documentary called Corners of the Earth, Kamchatka, the name of the town they travelled to. Now, for those of you listening, and like we would have mentioned it in the intro, but like you leave Australia, you land in Dubai or Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi yeah. and then get off the plane that's like Russia's invaded Ukraine. That seems like Russia already being, again, maybe just from a perception standpoint, already seems a bit of like an etched place to then know that they're actually in like an active war. How was it dealing with family and stuff back home and like you guys all, was there ever any chance between the four of you that you were going to go back or like turn around or was it all pretty much like we're going to do this? You want to go? Yeah, yeah. It was. That we was, can answer this most politically correct. Yeah, that was like super. It was yeah, such a crazy situation, and like we none of us really knew how serious the situation was. Basically, mm. like we, it was like it was the day one. It was like just started. We hadn't even really heard about it in Australia. It was like whispers on the news kind of thing, and then it was just becoming a thing. Like two days before we left, but but they were just like. Troops were kind of just gathering at the border, but they hadn't like officially gone in. And we just were kind of like, oh, it's, I don't think it's going to happen. And we none of us knew. And then we kind of, yeah, as we landed, we got got um off the plane in Abu Dhabi and like all the screens in the airport kind of just said, Russia's invaded Ukraine. And we were two hours till our flight to Russia. So um, we like sat in this little Irish pub at like two in the morning and we we're trying to like call our family, but there was no Wi-Fi or reception. So you could like just kind of send messages and like voice memos back and forth on WhatsApp. Yeah. And then like uh, Fraser's parents kind of just said, do not get on that next flight. Yeah. Um, and I think that was kind of the big, like that was probably the hardest moment. Cause yeah. up until then, like, I think like your family was, I my, think my parents were just like, do I whatever you seen, want. <laughs> they knew like the amount of effort that had, like and between it, us two, like, yeah. yeah, they'd seen how much we'd been hustling to make it work. And then it was just like, we'll trust you guys with the decision you make. Whereas, Fraser's parents like 
they didn't seen what we'd been doing and all no. the planning and they were just like, don't be idiots. Like just a surf film. It's just a surf trip. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And that put us in a pretty weird situation at, at the table. Cause Fraser was like, I don't know what to do. My dad's saying like, okay. don't go. Letty, Spenny and I were kind of just like, let's just push on until we can't, but also didn't really know what the right decision was. Yeah. yeah. And our producer Luke was the same. Know, really. And like we were, Luke was speaking with the crew in Moscow, like the, um, our fixes there. And they were just like, once you get to Camp Chucky, you'll be like so fine and we'll look after you. It's just like, it's up to you guys. The um, great scenes when you guys are like sitting on the f- tarmac waiting four to hours, go four hours yeah. and just like, I mean, is it difficult for you guys as well? Probably also wigging out, but then being like, this is also, I've got to capture the footage of the boys wigging out here. Like, are you having to remind yourself constantly in those moments that you're filming, like not to get overwhelmed? I think like, I think, look, like in that, in, when we were there in the moment, I don't think, I, I don't think either of us would have thought how powerful that footage was going to be yeah. and how much of like storytelling it was. Like that was pretty much just guy with his camera around his neck and just like leaving it on record half the time and just trying to kind of get whatever. Yeah. Speaking of Xander, because I rung Xander like voice memos back and forth. I was like, I don't know what to do. Xander's your brother. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I forget because you guys yeah, know him. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. rung my brother. He's older and I kind of use him as a wiser man sometimes but i rung him and he was just like just go for it like <laughs> just film everything yeah because he's like you're not going to realize like spenny was saying you're not going to realize how crazy this situation is until you look back on it yeah there's some cool. great footage of letty who looks like he's just wigging out like he's just yeah deep eyes closed that, deep breathing yeah. and shit he's sitting in the chair like. yeah that would have been the four, was that the longest four hours of your life sitting on the plane like that it was it yeah, was just so, so weird hey? yeah so like basically we we got we like Made the call, the four of us were like, stick together, let's get to Moscow. And then we'll, yeah. And we were just, we thought we were kind of on and we made the decision. And then, yeah, basically got on the plane and like, no word, no nothing. And like, when we went and spoke to the flight attendant and she was just basically like, we can't fly over to the west because that's kind of going over Ukraine, basically. Mm. So, and also, wasn't she like, if we fly, I'll be scared. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they would tr- okay. Yeah, which it is like, yeah, it's kind of you look, you look to the flight attendants for like assurance on <laughs> bit when, of, it, yeah. when, like, even when you're in a bit of turbulence, like, oh no, they're, they're <laughs> screwed. Yeah, but they were, they were stressing, and they, and they kind of came up to us at one point, and we're just like, why are you guys still on the flight? Like, you're Australians. Like, why would you be going? And we were just kind of like, why, uh, why are we? Like, kind of made us all think. Like, and people were getting off the plane. Like, while it was just sitting there, you had the opportunity to. Get off. Heck, dude. How many um, people got off? I think just a handful. Yeah, but we, we saw, saw like the buses. So like you got the bus, the plane, you get on and we were sitting there for hours. And then at one point the buses came back and we were like, oh my God, we're not, we're not going. Mm. This is nuts. But then a few people got off that just wanted to like not fly into Moscow. Yep. But then eventually the, the, the captain got on and just said, you know, we found a safe flight path. We're going to go super far east because the, um, the Western border, like the airspace had closed down. Right. And like even one of the, um, stewardess told us she's like oh yeah five russian jets just got shot down near the Ooh. border and we were just like oh my god was that it, like, was it was like that that day when we were sitting on that plane that was when it like everything popped off basically yeah. like that was like i don't know you probably didn't no one really saw anything or it wasn't really documented but i think it was very serious that first initial yeah kind of, yeah and we just didn't know because it was like we didn't have wi-fi 
like we we couldn't really communicate with people back home we didn't realize like the severity of it all mm. and then when she told us that we were just like oh my god like what are we doing and then by that point it was like too late to get off and the captain's like all right we're gonna fly <laughs> it's just like holy shit yeah as soon as that plane took off it was like it looks like we're going to moscow yeah and the whole like, thing seemed like when you're watching it it's almost like just the whole thing is a dream. Like the, the whole scenario, how bizarre it all is. And war kicks off as you're flying over there. But then in the actual place, it's so like rugged and like mm. barren. And like there's how many volcanoes are around there? Like it was just, it seems like a, a, a dreamlike place. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was such a like emotional roller coaster getting over there and. And then, yeah, once we were in Kamchatka, there was actually like a, even more of a stitch up in when we landed in Moscow, but maybe we'll d double back on that because there are actually some pretty good stories. But we, um, yeah, once we landed in Kamchatka, it was like three days of travel, like 60 hours mm. or something of travel. It was like the most we've ever done anywhere in the world. And then just landing there and straight off the plane, just like seeing these big volcanoes right on the coastline and, um, and good waves, like, Anton, kind of, you see it in the film, Anton's like, let's go surfing. It's been stormy for three weeks and today's pretty fun. So, like, so you landed and just got straight in the water. Like an yeah. hour from the airport, <laughs> just went and surfed. May as well. We were literally so cooked. Yeah. Like, hadn't slept, <laughs> hadn't slept like three days. Like, yeah. yeah, thought we were going home. Then we were back on. Then all this shit's going on. And then just to get there and like have a fun surf, it was like pretty, pretty amazing. And I remember we got off the plane. Like when we landed, <laughs> the um, the chick on the radio on the plane was like yeah it's minus 16 outside and we we're just like oh my god and then you see andrew he's like let's go surfing <laughs> you're like oh my god like, no it's no dude run me a hot bar <laughs> that's what i've been asking for but i'm made of different stuff you're listening to all talk with hello sport on sen we're talking to two documentarians of the surf movie variety Guy Willeman and Spencer Frost. Now, boys, um, it's probably worth doubling back, though, because yeah. when you landed in Russia, immigration didn't let in a handful of you, let in one of you. What was the situation? Yeah, there? so we landed in the plane, and then even at one point when we got off the plane and the stewardess came up to us, she's like, you guys all good? We're like, yeah, and she's like, there was two russian jets that escorted us over the border when wow. we were oh. and that was just like right next to the plane did yeah. you see them no we didn't see we them. didn't just got told Whoa. but it was just like it was just such a, everything pretty. yeah like it was like a dream like yeah. not a good or bad it was just like what the f is going on like it was wow. such a crazy day and i think going into russia everyone had told us that you know boredom uh border security is pretty full on and they'll question you and just you know you, there's nothing wrong you guys are doing so just get your story straight and you'll be fine and then yeah, we, we, I'll let you tell, this is your favourite story to share. So. Yeah, yeah, this is good. And then, yeah, basically we, yeah, we had the pep talk from everyone, just like straight face, paperwork, ev you've got everything and you just hand it over, smile and you come through basically. And I gave her my passport and just, and then it like scanned it and it made like this weird kind of beepy sound that didn't sound good. And then um, I see Letty over in like another booth because it's like those metal booth things yeah. and he i like look over and she he's like kind of fumbling and then he gets let through and i was like what the f she's like oh like your passport's not connecting or something and then guy tried and then guys the same thing it kind of beeped and then he, he like got denied and then fraser as well and then we were all just like what where's letty like he got through and then she basically like she's like i'm gonna take your passports she's like i'll be back in she 10 like minutes 10 minutes and go wait she, in the corner and she just like went mia for oh. for like two hours <laughs> oh. disappeared and we're just like sitting in this little immigration area like 
And there was people getting like, so it was like a room. We're on these three chairs and there's people around us and people are getting sent home. Like, like they, people are getting deported. There's these like, there's like oh, kind of right. good cop, bad cop rooms that you get taken into and people are either coming out and going through or they're coming out and yeah, going and home. Like, you hear them going like, you know, we got to get you on the next flight out, like blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, oh my God, what? the hell is going on yeah it was it was crazy and that was what like three hours we sat there just like no idea letty was in russia on his own with like no wi-fi and he like he borrowed like the stewardess's phone because she came through and she was like are you okay are you okay and he was like yeah yeah why and she's just like you should be more stressed <laughs> <laughs> your friends are not getting in and he was oh. just like oh shit like yeah it was pretty wild and then this like bald staunch scary russian immigration guy just like he's like australians or something he's like you three we're like all right and like here and we like walk into this room it's just like four white walls and a desk like yeah just scary looking russian dude and it's just three pieces of paper on the table i'll never forget this in my whole life it's like official deportation papers of the russian federation spencer frost guy willamant fraser dovell signed stamped laid out in front of the three of us passports on them and See we you were later. just like, thanks for coming. And go, <laughs> See you, Letty. <laughs> Guy and Fraser just had like a full mind melt. Like, well, he was just, like, "What are you doing here?" And me, I was just like, oh. <laughs> "Me and Fraser just melted." Yeah, he just he just said, "What are you doing in Russia?" And we were just like, "I was I just kind of took over and I was like, hey, like we're allowed to be here. We have all this paperwork. Like I just kind of got out everything that I had and just like invitations, visas, it's all legit." Blah blah. And he just like kind of wasn't really buying it he was just like what who invited you what what's your contact and then he was kind of like you've got you've got a phone call like put me on to someone and i called victoria who was kind of like the on the ground like logistics manager mm. um in and she was actually just like at the baggage carousel like just at the other side and then they kind of yelled in in russian and um yeah they were back and forth and then it was kind of like yeah it didn't sound good it was <laughs> it was i remember the only word i knew was no like net and they, the guy just kept being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, boys, this is grim. And then, and then, yeah, he said like, he like kind of shoved the phone back to me and then she was like, Spenny, I'll handle it and hung up on me. And I was like, like, all right. And then he's like, go back outside. And we just like went back out and sat there for another like half an hour. And then he just like walked over and handed us our passports and he said, go on through. Wow. Ooh. It was just so weird. They said our visas weren't like in the system. Like they didn't um, know we were coming. Like someone didn't send something, and someone to. But Letty's was. It was such a trivia because they asked Letty um, if he had a like any other forms of passport, and they asked us all this, but we didn't have like we just have Aussie passports. But yeah. he has um, English or UK yeah, British passport. Yeah, and he gave him his British, and it made like a ding, and let him go through on his British. Uh, so did he just accidentally give over the wrong passport? Like, or did he no, just, no, because no, he, he scanned it and it did the same as ours. And then... But then they stamped his Aussie one. So we were just like, what the... F like, <laughs> it just didn't <laughs> yeah, make sense. It right. didn't make sense. But yeah, that was like after everything that happened in Abu Dhabi and then on the plane and then landing in Moscow and, and that, it was like 24 hours of like stress, wow. anxiety. You would have um, been exhausted after that. <laughs> we were... Yeah. And then you got to fly all the way to Kamchatka, which which is surely ten, ten, ten hours, nine or ten hours, ten hours, yeah, like oh twice my. across Australia, pretty much, and then yeah. straight into the water, yeah, straight into negative sixteen one degree water. <laughs> oh but at least you're in, you were going in the right direction, though. Yeah, yeah, I think like once we were, even like once we were, oh, Moscow was a little bit like we kind of got told just like stay in the airport hotel and yep. just just like take, lay low, like you're there, 
like it's all happening and then we basically slept for like six hours and like all of us just crashed like we were in this like shittest little airport hotel <laughs> and we just like all passed out woke up in the morning went to like the domestic airport which is kind of down the road and then yeah got on the flight for 10 hours and flew across siberia like craziest landscape like ever basically mm. and and landed and we were there and like as soon as we landed it was like on yeah. like we were we're good now like, we're like good the- we're safe like like we've got the right people that are going to look after us and like now we've got to get to work how long was it you're there for total about nearly pretty much two months it was like seven and a half weeks so you really get like you really get a feel for a place you know what i mean when you're there for that long mm. what i think you did well was like as you we were saying like um was to like show sort of like a real side of russia yeah did that feel like something that you well was it a was it a bit of a culture shock for you even generally like in terms of what you expected I think, yeah, kind of like what we spoke about before. It's funny, like in all the movies, you know, the Russian is the villain and the bad yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. And I think when we went there and the first person we meet is Anton, who's like, like you guys saw in the film, like the biggest frother ever. Yeah. He just felt like one of the boys straight away. And you, like we're making raps in the car on the way to yeah, the surf. Full like, sicko, yeah, full sicko, just doing like sending us weirdest memes and stuff. <laughs> like, just and like, he wh- spoke English as yeah. well. Which yeah. 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 But if you were to like show me a person it was like it went with the screening the first shot of him on screen everyone laughs it's yeah, like yeah that's what a russian surfer looks like yeah totally yeah. That's what, like a fully shred like, or die is that what he was shred saying or die. Yeah. <laughs> but i think that just like challenged that stereotype like straight off the bat yeah. everyone we met was just incredible and then really like they looked after us like max also he knew the situation and he knew we were stressed and he like understood that there was some fear on our side of whether we stay or leave and he he came up to us one day and just like look like your safety is like the top of our interest right now. And we're going to look after you. And we'll, if, if like the borders close, we'll get you home. So just know that. So that was like, made us feel heaps better because, mm. you know, you're getting messages from home. Just being like, what are you guys doing? Like time to wrap it up. Let's get you back. Say, and <laughs> we're there. And like, you it was know, pretty wild. Yeah, it was wild. Cause like we had to register with the Australian government that we were traveling to Russia, like mm. when we were allowed to travel basically. And then like, since we were registered every day, we were getting emails from, it's like yeah. Department of Foreign, Foreign Affairs. Affairs. Yeah, being like, are you still in Russia? Like, these people are being detained for media purposes, like, probably should come home. And we were kind of like, there yeah, just every day, literally every day, we would get a message being like, are you still in Russia? You should come home right now. Hey, DFAT, Stop wigging me out every day. Seriously, and we just felt, (laughs) like, we felt really safe where we were. Like, we were in the mountains or, like, on an isolated beach in the middle of nowhere. Like, nothing was going to happen to us. It was just whether, like, we got trapped there if the borders closed. Because there was a time when I think Abu Dhabi and Dubai threatened to, like, close off to Russia. And that was when Luke, our producer, was like, okay, like, the next few days we need to be, you guys, like, might need to pack your bags and be ready to go. Mm. So there was a few days there. And it was hard with Fraser's, you know, family in a way because they were definitely like the most conservative and concerned like rightfully so yeah 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 um so there was like yeah. i wouldn't say there was tension between us but we just have to communicate and be like how are you feeling and be like i'm freaking stressed right now because yeah. everyone's telling me to come home you're listening to all talk with hello sport on sen we are talking today with guy willeman and spencer frost two documentarians who traveled to the east coast of russia to film one incredible surf documentary now gentlemen at its core, it's a surf documentary, obviously, right? Where do those waves sort of stack up in the surf community? Like, do people say, oh, there's that left, that sort of slabby left, is that the right term? 
Do people see that? Sounds stuff? like it to me, Eddie. That yeah, is the perfect term, that. mate. Well surf, done. Surf lingo. Slabby left. <laughs> Slabby left. <laughs> Slabby left. I think, I think Do like, people see that in froth? I like, think is like that? The, the surf world, I think Russia is known. Like, they, people have been to Russia to surf and, like, and people know that there's waves in Russia, but the, the expectation and, like, what people think was in Russia and what they've seen, like, mm. that wave was, like, I don't know, 10 times better than anyone has ever seen any waves in Russia kind of right. thing. So I think just like, it just kind of blew anyone's expectations of waves in Russia, like totally, totally out of the park, including our own. Like we had no idea, even when we were pitching to the sponsors, like the dream session was that first day when we got there straight yes. off the plane, we pretty much ticked off like as good of a way as we thought we were going to get right. on the whole okay. trip. Yep. Like that was the peak of what we'd seen. Pretty much. Yeah, before. Like before. the previous two trips, like yeah. people that had like little fun beach breaks. Yeah, yeah, and in our heads, like if we can get that, we'll make it like epic. And, and like we're just all about the story. And then, yeah, and then just as we as we saw those swells kind of pop up, we like, yeah, we um, you see in the film, we took the punt and booked the helicopter and um, Anton and Max both kind of said the weather's too gnarly and the swell's too big for like anywhere that they know of to surf. Mm. Um, but we... We were kind of just like, we've traveled most, like between the four of us, we traveled all around the world filming and surfing and we kind of know when the waves are going to be good. If it's like a massive swell with offshore winds, it means that there's good waves. And yep. that's what popped up on the swell charts. And we, we just kind of went against everyone saying, you're going to waste your money. And we just like, we had to go and check because if we didn't, we'd just be sitting at the lodge and yeah. what could have been. And yeah. Yeah, we just kind of booked the helicopter and threw everything in. And, um, yeah, we, we found it, like, looking out the – like, they took off the door so the boys could, like, be strapped in looking out the side of the helicopter. And they – um yeah, they just spotted this kind of crazy left-hander that kind of looked like a wave in Indonesia or Tahiti or something like that. And, yeah. uh, but just cold and snow all over the mountains and a kilometre out to sea. And, yeah, I think that was that was the moment where, like – pretty much the whole project kind of came together. It was, like there he, was there a heap of U's in the f Was it Ewan? Oh, yeah, was yeah, it Ewan in the f***ing <laughs> helicopter? A couple of Ewans <laughs> going down, I reckon. <laughs> we were losing it. The reaction is what was great, again, for like, you know, you know, not your most professional Ewers over here. <laughs> in well, we, we, I can observe a U. I can observe yeah. a good U, but I don't yeah. necessarily, I also need to be told when something's U-worthy. Yeah. But to see your, like, your guys' reactions to that wave as it's just like sitting there in the middle of the water, it was like, oh. K and a half out, K out or whatever. Yeah, I it was just over a K. Yeah. yeah, because it's hard to get a true understanding because as you say, like even those first waves when you got there, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, this is really cool. But that thing looked scary, that big one that you sort of found. Big thicky. Yeah. That had never been surfed before, right? And it was called, what'd you call it? Uh, it ended up being called Chibaraska, which is like this little, uh, little like, bear like a russian icon thing that pretty much everyone that grew up watches it on tv it was like a naughty or a postman pat oh and Fra okay. fraser like had a picture of it on his oh, board. i was on the board yeah, yeah. and yeah. they saw yeah. it and they were like what the f you got chibaraska <laughs> on your board for yeah <laughs> so they called us the chibaraska gang oh so okay, we called cool. the, the wave that yeah i was interested to know like about the boys when they went out there on that wave and surfing generally right like how much of the success that they had on the wave or like just is time on it? Like, or is it, was it about the actual conditions that we like, this is just a f 
hectic, difficult wave to surf? Or is it about like you probably need to on a brand new wave, virgin wave, if I can be yeah, so yeah. Yeah. virgin wave. <laughs> but like I th- I how think much is like, it to, you know, dictate how good you're going to go on it? Like that session they kind of had a like blow They just didn't surf. Like they, they gave it a crack, but they got smashed, as yes. you saw. Like yeah. they probably made two waves. Like making a wave is where you stand up and then – still standing up at the end of the wave yes and they fell a lot and they got like smashed and then to surf a wave that big and that heavy in water that cold it's like just like such another level of like just the wipeouts are so much more violent and gnarly and um yeah i think they they did pretty good but they definitely like didn't kind of nail it basically and Mm. um yeah, but, which but absolutely is. ridiculous though. Well, exactly. Yeah, was it, like I don't want it to foot, sound like foot, I'm shitting yeah. on them for not nah, fucking nah, staying up. I'm like, it was <laughs> in the middle of it. Come on, mate. I think rightfully so. Like what you're saying is completely correct. Like usually, if you found a wave that had never been surfed, like usually you're not going to be in minus fifteen, one degree water. You'd have time to watch it and figure mm. out where you need to sit. But like yeah, you right. don't have that luxury there because. Usually you got one to two hours max of surfing time. And when you're a kilometre out, it's like, you know, 20, 25 minute paddle out there back in again. So you got an hour to surf it. And like they're fully taking a punt. Yes. And like you Unbelievable. Saw like, because what was under the surface? A rock? Yeah, rock. Well, they didn't even know, but yeah. That's exactly. See, that's, yeah, that's, that's absurd. Yeah. Like in the middle of nowhere. Know, it could have been like, like, I don't know, razor sharp, but we just try it and yeah and that's why f- where fraser comes in because he just gets this like mongrel he's just got that mongrel in him right. yeah. letty doesn't really have that but when he's with fraser he kind of has to push it right because fraser's just like let's go let's do it we were going to fly away and fraser's like there's no way we're leaving this wave just because we didn't know whether it was going to be good or not so right, right. he just pushes it and he got the first like his first wave out there he made he got barreled and he came out um which was just like insane yeah and just like go over the edge on one of them and pull in and come out we were just like it was unbelievable <laughs> was that the same where you almost died and then oh, everyone's like giggling? I hope we're going to bring this one up. Yeah, well, we had <laughs> some, oh, my favourite part of the film. <laughs> me, and Ella, me and Ella, my wife, watched it last night. And I was like, holy shit, like, poor guy. This looks unbelievable. And then at the end, the boys are like, Rose laughing. around having a giggle. Just, just yeah. laugh up the camera. No, yeah, that was really hectic. So we all paddled out together mm. to that wave. Um, and yeah, for me, it took about 25 minutes to get out. And I thought. Like having a longboard would be easier to shoot off. Just one, because of the cold. I wouldn't have to be floating in the water. And two, I could sit in like the channel of where it was safe. Because again, like surfing, it's one thing and shooting, it's also another thing. Like you've got to position yourself in the lineup to have to get the shot, but also yep. be like safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, like you saw, there were some really big sets coming in every now and then. And I'd probably been in the water for like 30 minutes or so. And one of those giant ones came through and I just got caught on the inside. And like having like, I had a really big camera with a long lens in it and then the 10 foot mouth. So that landed on me and it's just like, yeah, once you go under the water there, it's like, you know, one degree. It's like dunking in an ice bath, oh, but you Jesus. can't get out. And then I got dragged for, you know, a few hundred meters into this rocky kind of outcrop and my leg, ro- leg rope got caught on a rock and I, I was panicking. Like I was going yeah. into that, you know, panic mode. And, and I think when you're out there and you, you don't have that quick like escape route, like that's when I started freaking out. Yeah. And then eventually i made it back out to the boys and i was like completely cooked and really cold and just like my body was starting to shut down and then having another like 30 minute paddle in against the current oh, oh Jesus. and the boys had kind of left me because they, they didn't really know how much i was struggling struggling and then they were pretty much on the shore and letty looked back and i was still like 500 meters out to sea and oh. he came back he's like what are you f- 
fucking doing? <laughs> and I literally got like tears coming down my face. It's like, oh, oh, are you okay? And I was like, no. Like, really f- And then just cooked. I was just, like, I just never been so like out of energy before. Yeah. Like we've both been in some pretty wild conditions in the water, but mm. usually, I don't know. I, I wasn't able to find that like calming, mm. just breathe. Like everything's going to be okay. Like I was like, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to be okay. Like have mm, I got yeah. hypothermia? I'm cramping up. Like too we, cold. Were too you able to hold on to your camera and everything? Yeah, yeah like I had my didn't... camera and the, the, yeah, it was just a shit show. And then I got to shore and just started crying and Spenny's got the camera in my face. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, but you had to get I it. I know, it was one of those moments where I was like, I was like, like, yeah, as Guy was saying, like he's probably swam in some of the, more dangerous surf in the world, basically. So he's, he's not a pussy. But then he's like, to, just backing you up, dude. To see him like in that state, I was like, holy shit, he must have got smashed because yeah. he's been smashed 20 times over and come up like smiling and laughing. So I just kind of had the moment of like checking if he's all right or just like, just got to film it. So yeah, just yeah, yeah. had the camera on the hip and just, I just like left it recording and I think, Try and get that, it more jacked up. Yeah, dude, you almost died. Yeah, I saw so you underwater for like five minutes. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, I, I think that was a good part of the film because it like, they kind of, we found the wave and it was all like, whoa, that's crazy. And then it kind of brought everything back to reality of like, it's pretty mm. serious. And it's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, really dangerous. And then, then to flip back on that, we then, we took the piss out of guy and had Fraser laugh, laugh <laughs> yeah, at him yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was, it was nice though. Cause it did show that it was risky out there. It wasn't yeah. without risk because sometimes when you're watching from the comfort of your bed, uh, you can be mistaken for thinking it's Just, not as dangerous nah, as well, it like is. Well, like surfer you know? surfing, yeah. nice music, bit yeah. of fun. And then you're like, Ooh. And then it was, it was Anton, I think put it into context where he's like, I was yelling at guy like, there's a wave coming, there's a wave coming. Then you got pumped. He goes, they're not insane for 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah that's like my favorite bit of the film. His recount of that. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So oh, funny. man. So funny. Yeah, because he was out there with us. So he came out to let, he didn't catch any waves, but he was just sitting like out right. to sea because he'd never seen anything like that before. Right. Yeah. So he just wanted to check it out. He just checked yeah. it out. And after he was just like, he just like, I don't know. He was like mind blown. Like, yeah. cause he just lives at the beach and he kind of, just uh, what we were saying, he's only really seen like waves like that first day. Yep. And then to be out there and it's like a wild slab. That big and like heavy onto like pretty much dry reef and he's looking straight into the barrel at like, yeah. Is must- he blown away by, I mean, I guess he's got access to internet so he can see what crazy shit surfers are doing. But like, is he, was he taken aback by what you're, what the boys were getting into like and what you guys were doing? Like, was it, was it hard for him to even comprehend what was going on? I think yes and no. I think he was just so stoked that we'd come to Kamchatka. Yeah. Like he'd like the two groups that had been there before, he would have been way younger, but he'd seen professional surfers before. But I mm. think like he'd never seen surfers in big waves in real life. So that was like right. Yeah, mind blowing for him, like Spenny said. But I think just being with like Letty and Fraser and hanging out with them and like they gave him a board at the end and like he's actually quite a good longboarder. Like we didn't know till the end of the trip because he was on the shortboard a lot and we were yeah. like, he can surf. But then, like, the last few days he got on the longboard, we're like, oh, this dude shreds. But to think that he taught himself, like, in that part of the world, like... Yeah, just to get in the cold water it's and just start like, ripping. It's insane. Like, he said when he was, like, 14, he saw it in God's hands. It's, like, old-school Hollywood surf movie. Yeah. And then he just said he became obsessed with becoming, like, a surfer. And then 10 years later, he got his hands on a surfboard and went to the local beach in winter, had a seven mil diving wetsuit and just said he like caught a wave lying down with his hands on the rail in the whitewash and was just like, oh my God, this is my <laughs> thing. Like, yeah. I is found this, it. Is this, what's, is a seven mil diving wetsuit enough? Or is that, or is he yeah, out there? Yeah, that's like thick, that's but it's like, like you can't really move in it. It's yeah. like Michelin man, like just <laughs> yeah. like stuck. Yeah. Right. But yeah, like 
for like us growing up on the northern beaches of Sydney, like we, there's so many surfers and like, I don't know, you just, you can just watch someone surf and then you go surfing, you kind of just like try and mimic. It's, it's like anything really like so much like outside influence to kind of, I don't know, to make you better at your chosen sport or whatever you're doing. And we, we're lucky we had that and we've got so many mentors, but he was just like the only one up there and the only one that went in the ocean up there. And like, it's so like years, it's like, Going it's, to Mars or something. Yeah, it like, is, but it, there's like something, there's something, there's an element to his part of the story that was like so beautiful and so like, I don't know, just like real and honest. And again, back to, I guess, the perception of Russians generally. And then like to have what was almost like this group of mates he's never had but wanted to come over and like surf with him and to have this moment for him. It was like, it was just a very like touching part of the whole documentary, which again, I just could, it kind of came out of left field. For the whole thing, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, he, yeah, he was genuinely like one of the best humans we've ever met. Like, and he, just when he'd share his story, because like his dream was to make this surf camp, which he's done now. But he cried to us one night, just saying how hard it's been. Like his girlfriend, wow. his all his friends, like literally thought he was insane. Like it'd be like you guys being like, "I'm gonna make a podcast, and yeah, do it yeah, for a living," and everyone's like, "Yeah, cool, man. Like, yeah. good luck." <laughs> like, and then just be like, "This guy's a tripper." But now he's done that, and I think he like looking back on his journey, he's just like, man, like everyone doubted me. And now yeah. I've got you guys here and we're doing this film. And like, we showed, I think one of the second nights at the Orpheum, we had like 800 people there watching the film. And at the end, the whole crowd was just chanting like, Anton. <laughs> oh, and yeah. we sent him this video and he was like, literally like- Couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, it's just like, this oh, is the I best day of my that. life. So just like, I think for his journey to like see where it's at now, it's just so special. You listen to All Talk with Tom and Eddie from the Hellish World Podcast. And we're here with Spencer and Guy, surf documentarians. Now, boys, where are you? You're taking it around the world, aren't you? Are you going to some? Were you saying it to me or something that you were you going to do screenings in around the world, or did I make that up? Yeah, we're so Oz is pretty rinsed, but we said that we'd like. I thought it was done, and then like we went to Bolter Brewery on the Gold Coast, and there was like 350 people. So we're just like, I'm kind of wanting it to slow up, <laughs> um, but not complaining. It sounds like I am. But then uh, we're going to New Zealand yep. in. Um, July and then we're going to America in uh, September and then UK in October, October. November. And then there's like Germany, German tour, France tour, Russia tour booked in with other people that are running it. What's next, boys? You can't you can't leave it there. There's got to be yeah, something what's else. what's next, guy? We'll do something. We're, we're pretty rinsed. I kind of abandoned ship the last two months. <laughs> Spenny's <laughs> been running the show. But yeah, it's been a big, big two years doing this project. So I think we're going to have probably the rest of the year like off when I say off just away from like a passion project um and then next year we'll start planning the next one but yeah I think somewhere cold again people seem to enjoy us you love the cold, the cold mate so. going in a pool or is it <laughs> yeah. warm there at the moment what's going on it's yeah I think I don't know I think like Svenny said at the start it's like if you're trying to find waves that have never been discovered before you kind of do have to go to like the corners of the earth now in a way and find these like cold landscapes where it's like you are going to suffer to find it yeah mm. but like when you do score there it just makes it so epic so yeah there's a few places we got our eye on We've got some ideas cooking, but we're... I bet you yeah, do. Yeah, you don't, you don't go, know. You don't yeah, yeah. You, yeah, go down south, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we've had a couple of Google Map sessions. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> a few little bays and inlets that we've got far, our eyes Far, on, far so. south. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. That's cool. Well, boys, it's been uh, great to hear about the, the whole adventure. It's, uh, it's an incredible documentary. If people want to watch it, is there a way they can, just as like a dribbler on the street, or is, it, uh, is there somewhere they go to, to, to view it? Yeah, we are still kind of touring it around. So the website's cornersoftheearth.com.au if you want to come to a screening. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 
I reckon later in the year, probably October, it'll be on like Apple TV and yep. everywhere Hectic. else to Hectic. rent it and buy it. Is and that I where you can buy you your book screening? as yep. well. Books on the website too, so you can grab. That I've only there. seen a couple of frames, like teaser frames, but it's got me frothing. Have we got one for the boys? We've got one for the We've boys. Got one for the boys. Oh, Oh, I was going to buy one. No, no, no. no. We're, we're big fans of you guys, so thanks for having us. Hey, on the mate, show. thank you very on. much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, well, we can't wait to see you do next, but uh, good luck with it all, and I can't wait to flick through the book. Thanks, lads. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having thanks, us. Boys.